Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. James Acaster here. The great Benito wanted me to tell you that this episode was recorded pre-COVID pre-COVID times, so it might sound a little bit odd, some of the stuff that we're saying in it, like, well, that's not how the world is right now, but it was pre-COVID. So the great Benito wanted me to tell you that and let you all know that this episode is recorded pre-COVID. So thank you, the great Benito, for keeping us all, keeping everything in context. You're a good guy. Enjoy the episode. Bon appetito, Mr. Benito. Turn the microphones up to high and listen to the sizzle of great chat. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. That is the voice of Ed Gamble. And that is the voice of James Acaster in a way that I've never heard it before. Yes, well, I thought, I, I'm a bit under the weather and it started off quite high and so I thought I'd overcompensate by going quite low. Yeah. And then it's just all... That is very gamble. It's a podcast where we invite a guest into the Dream Restaurant and ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Who wouldn't love it? Exactly. And our guest this week, James, is Thomasina Myers. Thomasina Myers, the first ever winner of MasterChef. She is a chef uh, and she founded Oaxaca. Oaxaca, for those of you who don't know, is a Mexican food chain. Street food. I mean, one of the best chains. So great. It's so delicious. We go there a lot. I've been going there for some time. You've got material. You've got material about Oaxaca. I didn't. Yes, got material about Oaxaca. Yeah. About stealing the spoons. Try and remember to mention that. Oh, I will try and bring it up. But we absolutely love Oaxaca. We're very much looking forward to chatting to Thomasina. She really knows her shears when it comes to Mexican food. Yes. But listen, Ed, if she says a secret ingredient, I'm going to chuck her out the restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Are you? Yeah, I don't even care. I'll do it. And what is the secret ingredient? This is bound to trip her up. (laughs) Because she likes Mexican food, right? Yeah. The nacho fries from Taco Bell. (laughs) You think she might mention the nacho fries from Taco Bell? Look, I know. The chefs, they get lured in by junk food stuff. Remember yeah. Tom Carriage? Yeah. So I reckon she's going to have a secret little soft spot for Taco Bell and their dream side, the nacho fries. 
If she says those nacho fries from Taco Bell, she is out of here. Man, but what if we kick her out of here? Yes. And then we get barred from Oaxaca. I can't cope being barred from Oaxaca. Mm, that's the point. Uh, we'll get people to go in for us. Get the, we'll send in the great Benito. Benito. In a little discussion. No, but they barred him anyway because they think he's the guy from Benito's hat. Oh, yeah, they do think that. I they think he's a that, rival. I forgot that Benito's been banned from Oaxaca because they think he's Benito's hat. <laughs> so if she says the Taco Bell nacho fries, yeah. she will be removed from the restaurant. The trap is set. Okay, well, I can see she's just arriving now, James. So uh, uh-huh. get in your lamp. Oh, sorry, squeeze it in the old lamp. See you later. And I'll go and open the door for it. Here is the off-menu menu of Thomasine and Myers. Welcome, Tommy, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Thomasina Myers, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This, you took the genie in your stride there. That was a very uh, relaxed approach. That's a genie that's just appeared in front of you. Yeah. I a mean, genie waiter. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's great. He's great. He's, you know, he's handsome. Um, yes! <laughs> that is, the, I think... This, Best episode we've ever done. You know, I don't know how many episodes we've done, but this is the first time anyone's called the genie handsome. Yeah. There you are. Been long enough. How do you, you feel now? Uh, I tell you what, wearing this sombrero paid off. <laughs> I knew I'd get called handsome. What about the moustache? Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. been growing that for ever since episode one, to be fair. Yeah, it so takes you a only while. Only now has it reached like the handsome length. <laughs> yeah, pretty happy with it. What's the most handsome length for a moustache, do we think? That's a good question. Well, there was, um, there was a guy called Lalo who used to work in the cultural uh, attaché. Yeah, he was the cultural attaché to the embassy. And he had those wonderful curled moustaches. Mm. He once produced Como Agua para Chocolate, which is an iconic 60s um, film of the Laura Esquivel novel. So this guy is a proper dude and he's got wow. the curled moustache. You said that it. name so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed. This is such a highbrow podcast already. Yeah. So he, let's bring it down. Does it naturally curl? I think he must. He must. He must. Can you imagine every morning looking at yourself in the mirror? He's got a really handsome, twinkly. He must be about seventy-five or eighty now. Just looking at yourself and just curling with wax your little ends of your moustache. It must be quite gratifying. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. And throughout the day, something to fiddle with as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've never seen him fiddling. I think actually a moustache fiddler has got to be quite low down in, that... the, in the humanity stakes. I don't want to ever kiss a moustache fiddler. Basically. Does that reduce no. handsome level? Definitely. Quite significantly. I reckon. If they're twiddling their tash, you don't want to go anywhere near them. No, no. one well, a kind of uh, a grooming in, in the morning, that's fine. Yeah. Do that. But mm. if you're yeah, twiddling it. What about a beard stroker? There's a lot of beard strokers out there. Yeah. I mean, now that beards are so yeah. omnipresent. Yeah, cool I think it's just like having a cat on your face, isn't it? So you want to stroke it. Yeah, I think you probably yeah. want to stroke it. What? Yeah. It's the only time Ed said something that I thought was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Little cat on your face. Are you a foodie? <laughs> Am I a foodie? We ask everyone if they're a foodie it's and we realise how inherently ridiculous that question well, is. Well, I remember you. I remember listening to one of your podcasts and you asking this question. Some people are really offended by yes, that. Yeah, sure. And I am never offended by that because what is wrong with being a foodie? Someone who's obsessed with food, thinks about it all the time, mm-hmm. loves ingredients, loves just thinking what flavours go together and basically thinks about food 24-7. What's wrong with that? 
Yep. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. that in the way you've described it. I think people think of foodies as th there's some level of pretension to it, but I don't think there necessarily has to be. It doesn't a, have to be. It's a British thing, isn't it? Being very repellent to the idea of like, you know, thinking too much of yourself or whatever. And so they yeah. think the British reaction to being a foodie is, oh, that must mean like you're a la-di-da, you know, uh, yeah. even though... I mean, classic British stuff going, oh, I don't want to be seen as a la da foodie. And then vote Boris in. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Oh, no, I don't want to be one of those la da types, but I'll trust them to run the goddamn country. Sorry, it's not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not, but this is, this is a, this is a, it gets my goat. Angry young man today. Well, just God, talking of gates. Now, that's now, a good go, meat. There we go. What yeah. an ingredient. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Back. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Get, get back to that. Get back to some goats. Goat barbecue. I mean, now yeah. that is good. That is good. It's kind of like mutton, quite close to mutton in flavour, I think. Can you tell by looking at a goat if it's going to be tasty or not? I was about to say, because I was actually witnessing some goats last week with my daughter. Witnessing. And I was telling her that the difference married? between a goat <laughs> and a sheep is that the tail goes up or down. She was like, nah, it's not true. But it's true, isn't it? A goat's tail sticks up and yeah. a sheep's tail goes down. Yeah. And a shorn sheep does actually look quite like a goat. Because she was saying, obviously, they look different. It's not the tail, it's all the fur. Yeah. Oh, I've just got the pun of Sean the sheep. <laughs> oh, from the cut, from the, yeah. from the Wallace and Gromit. I've just got it. You just understood it? Yeah. Because if you... Yeah. Sean the sheep. Yeah, yeah if you shear it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Does shorn. everyone know that? I think so. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Kid, I just got it. Really? Kids yeah, yeah. knew that. Yeah. Kids, kids knew that when it came out. I genuinely just got it. I thought they just picked Sean because it sounded a bit... Oh, man. Because of the sh sound. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> is Peppa Pig a pun? I don't think so. Cause, okay. okay, salt and pepper is good on pig. But yeah, yeah I don't think I so. I don't think they're talking about that. No. No. Okay, I just wanted to check because my world's been turned upside down. With I the know, I, I can see that. That's like, it. yeah. What's sure. the past tense for if someone... Sheared, isn't it? Sheared a sheep. Yeah. Yes. Ed Sheeran. There you are. He's got to be next. Yeah. Have you had Ed Sheeran on? No, but when we do have him on... You can share him. Happen, we can, can you share him? him. That'd be yeah. good. <laughs> well, he'd have to be the one shearing, right? Because it's Ed Shearing. Ed Shearing, yeah. So oh we have to get him to shear. Am I not the tash? Shear. You're going to lose the tash. Oh, yeah. He had to shear my lovely, lovely tash off. <laughs> That's fair enough. If anyone should do it, it should be Ed. Yeah, I've got to say. Shearing, not me. No, not you. No. You're going nowhere near it. Although my name's Ed Gamble, which is another sheep-based thing, I suppose. Gambling lambs. Gambling in the springtime. Yeah. Amongst the daisies. There you are. So... Yeah, that, and I do do that. I've only just got the spring. pun of your name. <laughs> so you are a foodie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when did you first realise you loved food? My brother had an action man and I had a Cindy doll. And we did like making them a kiss. But, yeah. And it was cool the way you could make his eyes go... Like from side to side. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, I much preferred being in the kitchen with my mother. So my brother and sister would play in the playroom and I would cook with my mother. Wow. So that was quite early on. I think that was like six or seven, basically. It's quite early. Great. I basically like food quite early. What sort of things could you cook when you were six? Well, I, I, I think basically I just, it sounds a bit uncool, but I just liked being very close to my mother. Mm -hmm. So I would get a stool and I'd sit very, very close so that my body was kind of pressed up against hers. And then I just look at what she's doing. And I always thought it was quite fun. So we didn't really do much as a kid. My father worked all the time. My mother worked all the time. It, was quite, it wasn't a fun. But then the cooking was fun. That was the one thing I could do. It was always fun. And she'd just teach me the cool stuff. Like 
you know, she'd always have cheap ingredients, but she'd always make them taste delicious. So she'd show me how with an onion chopped and then cooked for 20 minutes in butter, it would suddenly be sweet and soft and just smell and taste delicious. And then she'd just transform everything that went with those onions. And the same with a tomato sauce or a white sauce. You know, she'd yeah. show me how if you really burnt the flour in the butter and got it all caramelised and then added the milk bit by bit, it just tastes really good and cook out the flavour of the flour. So all those like small basic building blocks, that's what I learned when I was kind of really young. And then it was only when I was kind of getting a bit older, like at school, desperate for any money at all. I just try and cook for people um, right. or show off to my parents' friends. Like there was this one friend, he'd come in from South America. He was really glamorous. And I used to try and every time he came, I was slightly in love with him. I try and cook something more and more fanciful. So like profiteroles, I try and cook. Partly so I could eat the chocolate, partly because yeah. <laughs> I was in love with him. I thought, you know, if I could eat profiteroles, even though he was like 20 years older than me or 30 years older than me, never going to work. You can't deny profiteroles. It is hard not to eat while you're cooking them. Also, like, make something in the night. Yesterday, I was making pancakes and trying to focus on making the pancakes. And during it, without even thinking, I ate an entire gingerbread man. <laughs> What did he do to you? Just, I didn't even just lay in there, but I didn't even think about doing it. I was like, I was making, I, I, I forgot that I was making pancakes and I had pancakes on the way. And just, I just saw this gingerbread. I was, I, why did you have, why, who has mm. a gingerbread man in their house? Mm, good question. Uh, I, I was given it for Christmas and I didn't eat it. It's still lying around. I forgot about it completely. It's just in the cupboard. He had a little Santa hat on, a little icy Santa hat. Mm. And uh, I opened the cupboard looking for the um, pancake ingredients, saw him, and just without even thinking, just straight down the, the gullet. Do you only eat seasonal products on the next <laughs> yes. seasonal day? I have to wait till yeah. the next yeah. day, yeah. yeah. I missed Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. So I to go do it on pancake day. <laughs> but, but you do have to eat while you, I mean, you have to taste while you're cooking. Yes. Like that's, yeah. that's the main mistake most like, people who don't cook. Like, uh, it doesn't taste right. Well, did you taste it while you're cooking? We've got to taste it. Yes. Got to enjoy the process because, you know, otherwise. Everything we're going to serve you today, I've tasted it. <laughs> Have you? Great. Yes. Great. I'm glad. Even though we don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's okay. You, you will taste it. I will taste it. Here's a, here's a question. In like a kitchen, when the chefs are tasting it, do they do a, use one little spoon and then that's the last time they use that spoon? It depends on the restaurant. So I've been in restaurants where they've got like millions and millions of spoons or you're in a restaurant, like in my test kitchen, we have a jug of, of hot water. Mm. So then you kind of, you can taste and then you can swivel around. Although actually when we're doing that, it's just us two mainly, me and Carlos, Mexican. Or you wash it under a tap and you keep the same spoon. That's what a lot of people do. Because mm -hmm. it seems a bit weird to just use, what, 20 spoons 20 times. For my normal meals, I do that. Though. Each it, mouthful I have a different <laughs> fork, different spoon. No fingers? No fingers at all. No. Just different fork, different spoon. Sometimes if it's a really big meal, I'm down to like chopsticks and stuff at the end. Oh, nice. Just anything that I've got in the cutlery drawer. Uh, yeah. What about the uh, measuring spoons? Are they quite yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normally start with them. Because there's five in those. Yeah, yeah. Five in one yeah. go, yeah. Five in one you go. You ate that gingerbread man with a corkscrew, didn't you? Yeah, had to. <laughs> Poor little fella. He was terrified. <laughs> like James Bond. That's a good question about the spoons, though, Ed. Yeah, because I, I was... I'm very impressed with that question. I always... Never uh, asked that before. Imagine if it's loads of spoons or whether, I guess, in some well, you can bad flip restaurants, it. they're double they're double dipping, well, right? Well, you can flip it, too. You can flip it? Well, huh? so you, you yeah, um, taste it with the thing, and you, and then and then, and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to chat, and you flip it and you use the handle. Oh, what? oh, oh flip good. it that way. I thought you meant... Yeah, I thought you meant just flip it over the <laughs> top <laughs> upside down <laughs> and just <laughs> eat off the back of the spoon. <laughs> 
Oh, so you're eating off the handle. I bought a spoon once for my mum in Italy. It's a wooden spoon. So this is quite clever. You didn't spoon her, did you? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, don't know why that came from. Don't spoon really my mum. Just get that thought out. You didn't spoon my mother. And I certainly wouldn't have paid for it. Yeah. I, I bought her a, a wooden spoon and it had, so one end, normal kind of spoon. What, what's the bit I don't called? know. I'm just going to. What's the bit called that's not the going? handle? The, <laughs> the end that's not the handle. The bowl? The bowl, let's say. And at the other end, kind of like a smaller bowl, right? And then between the two, this groove that runs from one bowl to the other. So that what you can do is you set in the soup and instead of like putting your mouth on that bit all the time, right, you bring it out and then you tip it back. And the soup goes down the little groove and into down the your smaller sleeve. bowl. You have a little sip, and then you can carry on stirring. That sounds really messy. Yeah, it does. But and so when you tip it back, it, it goes down and burns your hand. Oh yeah, she's burnt her hand a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My mother is riddled with burns. No. Can't from, use... from the spoon. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, completely from the spoon. We call his mum Kruger Hand. Little Kruger, we call her <laughs> Little Krugs. Little Krugs. Every time we go, where's Little Krugs at? She comes out. Don't fall asleep. That sounds my worst thing in the kitchen. Much worse than a foodie is a kitchen gimmick. Right, okay. I mean, that really gets my goat. What, yeah. are, your worst, <laughs> what are your worst kitchen gimmicks? Um, one present I was given by an un, unnamed relative. Okay. It was a rice cube. A rice cube? So it's plastic. It's a good pun. Cube so that I could shape my rice into a cube. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All those years of just having piles of rice. Yeah. I know, right? You want some wow. corners to work with. Yeah. So this is after you started working in food as well. So yeah. as soon as this happened, were you just getting loads of presents from family being like, she likes food. She knows what she's doing with food. I, I mean, this one, I just don't know where it came from. And I, and I, I, gen, I but also the cube. I don't know why a cube. You kind of think a rice could be a lovely round, you know. Like an arancini ball. Round, round and rice seems to work. Round and rice works. Even a pyramid can be a bit, you know, 80s structural. Uh-huh. But, but a cube, cubism, I suppose in the 60s we could have had a cube. But also it's the idea of using that at home. Like who's going to do that at home and go, I, I know I'm sort of by myself or with a couple of other people, but I really need my rice in a cube right now. Yeah. You just spoon it out, wouldn't you? Also, what do you eat with, with a cube of rice? What what con- what sauce do you have with a cube of rice? Because oh. also anything's any sauce that you put on the rice is going to damage the integrity of the cube. Yeah, and then how do you get flavour onto the top of the cube? The mm. bottom of the cube is going to be great, but then the top's going to be. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It's just. I guess whatever you're having with the rice, you also need a cube of that to sort of stack it on top. To all be cubes like Lego. Yeah, Lego yeah, food. I you build that. them all up like Lego, and maybe make a big Lego figure of something you'd prefer to eat. Like a, a juicy ham. Jellied juicy ham. Yeah. You could put a cube of ham on top. You could put a big cube, cube of ham. Big cube of ham. Rice. God, it would be a ham, big cube. Rice. Fried egg. <laughs> fried egg. And a, a cube fried egg. <laughs> a big cube of fried egg. Ham, egg and rice. Yeah. If you were a cube bit of fried egg, would you want the yolk still in the middle of the cube so it's all white and you can't see the yolk but you know it's in there? Or would you want it on the outside just for the first bites with the eye presentation? I mean, you might get so cuboid in your head. It might send you over the edge and then you start making cubed egg yolks. That would be so wrong. Yeah. I mean, everything about a cube. You feel rice. like you're eating in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. Kids love Minecraft though. Imagine that. Yeah. You make the cubed rice for your kids and you say it's Minecraft food and they love it. And you could do that with like food that maybe they were more reluctant to eat. Uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, famously. 
Yeah, a cube of Brussels. Yeah, I don't know. Again, a Brussels sprout is nicely round. That's when they, you remember, it was a while ago when they were all excited about the invention of the square watermelon. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the square watermelon? Remember that? I'm just thinking about a blue watermelon now for some reason. In my head, there's a blue watermelon. There may well be, but I'm talking about the square watermelon. I've never seen a square watermelon. Yeah. It, was, it was in the news. It was on News Round. Uh, and in Japan, they, they'd invented a square watermelon and it, they cost like $100 each. Um, but they did it so they could stack them in fridges better in Japan. I stole a watermelon once. Did you? Yeah. Where from? Here we go. Call the cops. <laughs> it was from a shop in uh, Mallorca. I was there after my A-levels. We had a dare about who could steal things. And I thought, you know, go for break. So I uh, ran down the road with a watermelon. The most difficult thing to steal. Yeah. Did you, did you subtly oh, steal it uh, or did you just pick it up and run out? I think I was like literally like shaking with laughter as I ran down the street. Because I was laughing. so funny. <laughs> Like a true criminal. Yeah. Like, like, like the Joker. Running, around, running away laughing with a watermelon. Screaming, I just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way of, there's no way of concealing a watermelon to steal it. No, at all, is there? She pretends to be like pregnant with child. Yeah, but you can't be not pregnant when you go in a shop and then come out fully pregnant. Can Matt Click Conception. The yeah. Matt Click Growth. In the back of a shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah, as you leave it, just shout, that food was sexy. <laughs> Still a sparkling water. A sparkling. Depends, actually. My my you know my daily bread is is still, but when I'm sitting down in a restaurant, I love a bit of fizz. Yeah, it makes it feel a bit special. Here's what I think now. Obviously, you know it's a bit of something special. If it's so lovely and special, and you like it so much, why not just have it every day? Uh, well, I guess your soda stream is not always everywhere. Like you know, at Oaxaca, we've got we've got it on tap, the fizziness. But if you haven't got it on tap, you don't really want to buy a plastic bottle just so you can have fizz that feels a bit wasteful when you got the first fizzy tap in oaxaca was it the best day of your life it's so exciting it's so exciting but then my dentist told me it's not that good for your teeth just a bit of a letdown so in my line of work where i taste food 24 7 yeah permanently got food in my mouth so apparently that's not very good for your teeth so then when the dentist said and fizzy water's not very good that made me feel a bit a bit saddened so before then i was going crazy with the fizzy water and now i try and you know just obviously i eat all the sweets all i want all day but the fizzy yes. water i've just got to draw a line at right yeah cola bottles fine fizzy cola bottles yeah. flying saucers you know cola cubes all yeah. that kind of stuff, fine yes fizzy water i've just got a limit now i know i like that initially when we were talking about it you said you don't like to have too much fizzy water because of the plastic bottles and the environment and now the truth's come out and it's just because you want to eat more sweets yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you've got me this dentist, yeah. are they a bit of a punk? Sounds like a, they sound a bit, you know, like they should keep their opinions to themselves. Do you think he's like <laughs> the killjoy? He's the fun police. Yeah. Gone mad. Yeah. You mean I can't have some fizzy water? Fizzy water. Also, you know, you're tasting food all the time for your job, stuff like that. And they're trying to like take all the fun out of it for you. Yeah. They're like, basically saying teeth, you know? it's bad for your health. Your job is bad for your health. Has so it- you think this dentist should keep their opinions about dentistry to themselves? Yes. So what would you suggest the dentist say to Tommy when she goes in for a checkup? Uh, talk about whatever box sets they've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. Jaws. Yeah. Just talk about so, religion. <laughs> religion. Keep it off teeth. Like politics and religion. 
politics and religion. So essentially, yeah. you're saying you don't think they should be a dentist. They should just be sort of a friend looming over you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, just have a sneaky look at your teeth, but yeah. in a way that you don't really notice. It'd give it. them an excuse to catch up with pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get on board with stuff and whatever. Because otherwise, if you're a dentist and you just talk about teeth, you might think, you know, when you go to a party at night, well, what do you talk about? Can't keep yeah. talking about teeth all night. I mean, I met an ear surgeon at a party once and he oh. talked a lot about ear surgery, oh which, you know, was kind of interesting up to a point. But then after a while, you think, well, you know, maybe that's all I need to know about ear yeah. surgery. Yeah. I would have said to him, I don't need ear surgery after this conversation because you're fucking doing my ears in <laughs> with stupid stories. He would have said that as well. Yeah, I can feel my ears are about to fall off if you say another thing about ear surgery, you boring bastard. <laughs> I, I like the way you say boring bastard boring bastard <laughs> I need to cultivate that and they'd hear that see how he likes the sound of that why did you point at your teeth when you said that because I point at my teeth when I'm talking about ears <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I work problems or bread problems or bread Thomasina Myers problems or bread bread rubbed in garlic charred blackened oh, yeah. and olive oil Oh my god! I made garlic bread last week. It's so good. Yeah, and it's so good. The savior of the podcast. <laughs> garlic bread's the best bread. It's, it's just a revelation. Bread. I was cooking a recipe for my column, and I was like, "This has got to have garlic bread." It was mussels and saffron and perno because we're going a bit of French root. And I was thinking, garlic bread is what we need. And then I thought, I mean, I can't swear. I was not going to swear, but but not just I said parsley. Boy and bastard. Not you did actually. Okay. Not just bastard parsley. <laughs> what about some tarragon too? Because tarragon oh, yeah. and butter. So I like loaded up this butter with salt and pepper and tarragon and parsley. <laughs> Softly went and then slathered on the bread. And that's the thing with garlic butter. You can't be stingy. Yeah. You can't be stingy. Yeah, yeah. Now this is the other thing. Butter, right? Mm. Do people finally realise that butter's good for you now? I feel like there are still some people who think, for me, butter is like a health food. <laughs> Weirdly, my parents don't agree, but butter, my granny grew up eating loads of butter. Uh-huh. She was like a model type. She used to hang around with like modely people and a few actors and people like that. She was like glamorous. She like married a kind of racing driver. She was cool. She slathered butter on everything. Yeah. Every day, butter on toast. I at work, some of the young kids some of the young kids think butter's bad for you. And they have spreadable margarine in the fridge. Right, now right. that stuff. That stuff is bad for you. Uh-huh. And it's got like non like what are those ingredients in it? They're not even like are they they're not even natural, they're man-made. Butter is like full of wonderful, you know, micronutrients and amigas yeah. and all that good stuff. People are putting butter in coffee now. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, that bulletproof is bulletproof coffee. Yeah, that is that's what? mad. It's like I've not heard of this. Coffee and then uh, like grass-fed butter. Slug of yeah, yeah. grass-fed. I do think the butter should be it should be from cows that eat grass and not kept in huge sheds. Apparently, this is the one you've got to have for this coffee. Yeah, I'm too scared to try it. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to say, I, I eat butter with a lot of things, like a lot. Like, I mean, this is the other crazy thing that people do these days. They have a scone and clotted cream. And no butter. I mean, don't they realise that the butter is the saltiness and, and, the, and, and then the clotted cream is sweet and creamy. They're different. They provide different taste elements to the scone. Why would you just have clotted cream? I feel right? stupid. <laughs> I've definitely been doing that. I've definitely been doing that as well. You've got and to now have a layer of butter first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a whole different taste for it. Peanut butter on toast. 
claggy and dry without the melted mm. butter. I agree breast. with that. I totally, of course, go butter, peanut butter. Yeah. But the clotted cream, you've given me permission now. I'm definitely yeah. doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. In our family, we, we take the, um, the dairies to extreme. Mince pies. Yeah. So you can buy a mince pie. That's fine because, you know, we're short of time these days. Uh-huh. Get some mince meat as well. You can either buy it or you can make it. Uh-huh. If you've bought it, you've got to stir extra brand into the mince meat. Then you uh, put your mince meat in the oven. Then you take it out. No, you put mince pie. You open it up, put extra mince meat in because they never have enough. They're a bit stingy, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. Then you put your big dollop of rum, brandy, butter, whatever in. Uh-huh. Inside? You, inside. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. Hang on. You bake it first. Mince pie, mince meat what with the, the brandy stirred in. It's going all over the shop. <laughs> in the oven. Get it out. It's all like golden and crusty and steaming inside. Open it up. Put in the rum butter. Yeah. Pour in the cream. Yes. Extra tequila if, if you, or, or brandy if you want. Yes. If, with my father, he then adds ice cream as well. But um, but basically, that's the uh, mince pie extravaganza. So you're just like pimping oh, up a so store-bought mince pie. I mean, it's so good. But hold on. Are you taking off the lid and putting the cream and the butter... After, after. ...and the ice cream in it and then putting the lid on it? Yeah. So you the, then the lid goes back on? No, no, not with the cream. So you put the lid back on with just with the butter. So the butter then melts all over right. the thing. And then you pour the cream on top of that. And then the brandy goes on. If top I of that. wanted to, though, yeah, could I put everything in the mince pie and then put the, the pastry hat? You have permission top? to do that. It does sound fun. It would have to be a big mince pie. You'd have to make. Yeah. You could make a big mince pie from scratch. Uh, I've got. I've got pictures on my phone. Completely loaded mince pie. I do like the sound of that. Yeah, a lot. Sound good. so good. Looking at me and Ed, do you think you can tell which one was raised on butter and which was raised on margarine? I don't know which I was raised on. Mm. Do you know which one you were raised on? Yes, I thought I knew Ed as well. No, I don't think you do. Oh. Are you a margarine boy? I'm a little margarine boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's little margarine boy. See, weirdly, I think we had margarine in our house as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, they did. They did. They, they sold it well. Yeah. They sold it well. They really did. Yeah. yeah. My parents didn't fall for it. Everywhere. Yeah. Now, if I, it'll be, I don't have margarine in the fridge now. Yeah. It'll be butter. Yeah. Straight up butter. Currently got both in the fridge, but I don't know why. I don't know where the margarine came from. Yeah. I don't remember buying it. Butter tastes better. Yeah. You got it for St. Swithin's Day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. What's St. Swithin's Day? I don't even know. <laughs> it's, the day, it's the day that I buy margarine on, apparently. It's supposed to be good for baking. It's supposed to be good for baking. I was trying to do a joke about you yes. eating things oh, yes. on the wrong days. Uh, uh, but then uh, yes. the only seasonal day I could come up with was St. Swithin's Day, which is, yes. so it just didn't seem like the, the right Ed joke. went to public school. <laughs> I was wondering if he was... So you can yes. kind of... They probably did something on St. Swiffin's Day. Yeah. Kissed the girls. Kissed all the girls. <laughs> Boys school. More of a challenge. We'd all run out of the school. We'd all get on a bus and we'd go and um, see if we could see some girls. Hello. Happy St. Swiffin's. <laughs> Pucker up. <laughs> I did it, Georgie. <laughs> I'm right on the lips. I said it's life. Yeah, that was, that's me. So... Your dream starter. It's really hard, this stuff, right? Just mm. like going down to like your favorite one thing. It is. So like for my starter, I cheated massively. So when I'm cooking, I like to eat lots of different flavors. I think a salad is a great starter, mm-hmm. but not just like a, a lettuce leaf with no dressing on. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, you go down to your market and you see what's in season. And then you put that thing on the grill and you chuck in some toasted nuts and you chuck in some 
you know, lovely coloured leaves and you chuck in some cheese or you chuck in some parma ham, you make an amazing dressing, you throw in some herbs. So like char-grilled, Jerusalem artichokes, toasted hazelnuts, uh, blue cheese and radicchio. Or in the summer, it could be, you know, loads of rocket and mustard leaf and maybe just some, you know, garlic rub toast and some delicious goat's curd on. Just like whatever is lying around and looking really delicious. Mainly... So there's an excuse to put a really killer dressing on because I think anything with good olive oil tastes really good. And then and then dressings are just amazing. And again, fat is good for you. Olive oil is really good for you. And then and then just vegetables are so great. So it could be char-grilled asparagus with like a chili oil drizzled over it. Um, some, you know, burnt butter breadcrumbs or, you know, just just getting excited by whatever is lying around. But I like that because... You can make it in advance. Yes. Just throw it on the table. And also something quite fun about tossing a salad. You can chuck on the herbs. The salad leaves can look fun. There's lots of texture. You can make it look pretty with height. I was never good at looking, making pretty food. When I did MasterChef, they were always like looking at my plates of food, just looking, what the, what, what is that? What is that? Like there was the one cube, round. cube of rice? There was one round <laughs> where I had cubes. this pork chop and then I'd made this plum sauce which tasted great. The pork chop was beautifully cooked and I just didn't know what to do with the plum sauce. Right. And it was kind of pink. And I, and I, in a fit of panic, I poured this pink sauce all over the beautifully caramelised like, <laughs> charcoal pork chop. And it just looked awful. Should have used the sauce to write like a little message to the judges. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't pick me. Uh, <laughs> But then I went and worked with Sky Ginjal in Pisham Nurseries and it was an all-female brigade and a lot of them were artists and they just made the food look so bloody beautiful. And I got really into the vegetables there too and we used to go into the garden and just pick stuff, like pick the radicchio with these brilliant pink leaves and then all the artichokes or all the stuff. And then, yeah, it was just fun. And then making like garlicky like parsley oils or basil oils or coriander pestos to drizzle on. So loads of flavour, definitely don't skip on the dressing and, 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 you know, just stuff loaded on, like satisfying, hearty, beautiful. Yeah, that's I, quite, I like that. I think that's a good starter, just to whet the appetite. In a normal bowl or, and this in the first place I had this was Oaxaca, a tortilla bowl. A tortilla bowl, crunchy tortilla bowl. Crunchy tortilla bowl. I like Revelation for me when I went when I had that for the first time. Did you at your establishment? <laughs> might, I, might I add? Did you uh, eat all the um, soggy bottom bit, which soaked up with all the juices That's and the, the best dressing? Bit. Yeah, it's best. Yeah, bit. yeah. And the refried beans at the bottom, all the refried beans and stuff would all get all sog up the bottom of the bowl, and then you really scoop that up, have a lovely time at the bottom of that bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of bathing and yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, juice. no one else knows about this. I'm real clever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got that. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, it used to be my uh, my regular Oaxaca order. I basically go through phases all the time wherever I go. Yeah. I do the same thing for a while, and it takes a lot to change it. But once I've changed it, you still got the cactus tacos. They're James's favourite. I was just about to say. Are they? They were my favourite, and then they went away, and I was heartbroken. Yeah, that was Christmas. We we've currently got my favourite, which is going to come off in the summer. I'm kind of mourning and eating them even more. Grilled mushroom. Uh, marinated in ancho chili, which is sweet, not spicy, mm-hmm. rounded, deep, earthy flavour. Marinated in that, like ancho oil, uh, grilled, and then served with grilled cheese and a kind of salsa verde, fresh, vibrant, citrusy, tamatillo salsa, corn tortilla, <gasps> grilled cheese, mushroom. Mm. 
That, Very nice. The grilled, the like bit of grilled cheese that you've had on like the steak as well is I, I'd not had something like that before, and that mm-hmm. is just brilliant. Yeah, I think you should serve bowls of those. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, in cheese bowls. in some cantinas in Mexico, they serve just the cheese in this whole like they call it chicharrón, which is basically crackling, you know, pork crackling. Yeah. Mm. But they do a cheese crackling. They just do this whole like. Whew, of grilled cheese. Oh, I mean, that's my dream. Just a big bit of grilled cheese. Big whole bowl of grilled Ooh. cheese bites. That you and can and you know what you can do with that slam. stuff as well, which is really fun, is you can just crumble it. So when you really grill it, it really goes crunchy. You can just crumble it over stuff. Just like little kernels of crunchy, crispy, caramelised cheese. Mm. What's so the good. secret of those cactus tacos? There's, some, <laughs> there's something in there. There's something in there that keeps me coming back. Is it the sauce? What, what are you putting in the sauce? Well, I think the ones you're talking about, mm. it's new potatoes, um, kind of we saute what? onions, garlic. Um, new, pota- new potatoes in the sauce? Uh, no, not the sauce. The sauce, the cactus sauce. I don't remember any new potatoes in the actual taco. No, I think this one, the cactus and courgette one. You talking about that one? Yeah, that's Summary. what you're talking about. Huh? There's a bit of new potato, there's some cactus garlic, courgette, yes, onion, courgette, yes. olive oil, mint, tarragon. Mm charcoal courgette mm-hmm. uh chunks of it and then the cactus which they they have in smoothies in the morning in mexico because it's so good for you cactus delicious the cactus stuff at oaxaca i always get whatever cactus stuff is on there do you every time yeah i look for it did you know that mexico is mega biodiverse this is what a scientist at q told me the other day when i was doing this event it's mega biodiverse so in england we have 1500 plant species in mexico they have thirty thousand. wow so when you go to oaxaca they have like they have all these crazy wild herbs, chepil, yewa de conejo, hoja santa, all these crazy things that taste so different to our herbs. So that's why we use tarragon. Ah. And parsley and chives and mint and all these different things to try and get some of the flavours of those crazy right. herbs. Oh, man, I can't wait to make those tacos. James, you're never making those tacos, huh? mate. You're never making those tacos. You can make those tacos. I'll make those, I can cut up a cactus. Yeah. You can buy a cactus from the garden shop. You can sort garden, an onion. Garden centre. Don't use a cactus from the garden centre. Don't eat the spindles. They're bad for your Yeah, garden. I won't eat the spindles. But you can't... That's okay. all you've got to do. Am I being an idiot? You can't go Skin to it. a garden centre, buy a potted cactus, and then chop it up and put it in a taco. You've got to eat an edible. You've got to eat an edible one. You've got to eat an edible one, James. Yeah. Uh, if it goes in my mouth. I don't eat it up. I'm What's not that? Coming, I'm not coming to your house for cactus tacos. That's edible. You'd probably find a bit of plant pot in there. No, 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 no. Bit of soil, maybe. Good for you, for apparently. Texture. Yeah. yeah. Thank Good you. For you are like me up. bio, yeah. bio, bio germ, bio, bio gut, bio, bio guts, bio, bio dude. <laughs> yeah. Good for that. So your your starter is you've listed a huge amount of different salads and potential ingredients it's a salad and i know it's a salad but does it have all of those things in it it has whatever where on my desert island am i on a desert you're not on a desert island you're in the dream restaurant i'm in the dream restaurant you want to transport the dream restaurant to a desert island so the dream the dream restaurant it depends it depends what time of the month we're in whatever time of month you want Oh, whatever month you, you want, whatever time of year. Spe- you're telling me I have to be more specific. You have to be more specific. I don't know. I think, it's, pr- I, I think it's pretty funny to have a professional chef on and, and the start of it is a salad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you know what? I'm doing curveball now. I'm just going to change it right now okay. as we speak because I can't be more specific. So I'm going to go, I'm going to have a cheese souffle and I'm going to have Opposite a Castel salad. Franco yeah. salad on the side with toasted hazelnuts and pickled shallots. What's Castel Franco? It is a really cool bitter leaf from northern Italy. It's white with little pale pink flecks in it. It is the prettiest 
salad leaf you've ever seen. Wow. Like a butterfly. It, yeah, it's like a butterfly. It is. So cheese souffle and butterfly salad. Yeah. Got it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an all digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Main course. Mutton. A, a beef. Mutton. Oh, okay, sorry. Barbacoa. Mutton barbacoa. Barbacoa is, is... Ed's favourite band. Is... <laughs> let's let's break that down. Mutton. Old sheep. Old sheep. Old Much sheep. Flavour. Good flavour. Like Tail the goat. Tail hanging down to the ground. I mean the goat, the goatiness in that mutton. I mean it's got it's got flavour. It's been eating grass for a long time. It's had a lot it's, of life experience. It's got depth. Mm, it's got stories. Get the shoulder, put it in the oven, let let the oven do all the hard work. Yeah. Can cook it as long as you want. Last one I cooked was two weeks ago. I had to do I had to have all the people from the Guardian Feast team for dinner. What? Yeah, like how many people's that? I, I had to cook for Otolengi. 
What? I know. Nerve-wracking, That's right? petrifying. Oh. Petrifying. Dear God. Oh. Petrifying. Best so, Instagram account in the game, by the way, Otto Lenghi's. Oh, yeah? Makes me so hungry. I yeah. spend like an hour scrolling oh, through Oh, is it food? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's food. It's not just, not just selfies. <laughs> Having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> he might it? have a different personal one as well. But. Yeah. So he came over for mutton, mutton shoulder. Yeah. Who else do you have? Ronald McDonald? Uh, yeah, he came too and he really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, this please, well, it's the mine, bloody probably. Big Mac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the hamburglar, he came over and went, you're lucky the lamb burglar's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Different guy. Yeah. My cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same outfit. Yeah. Wool. Made yeah. of wool. <laughs> the lamb burglar. He's behind bars. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Come on! You've just learned about sheep puns and now you're doing some of your own. <laughs> he, only just, he, only, he only just got short of the sheep and now he's doing behind learner. bars. Very, very oh, impressed yeah. by I you, Ed. Like proud of myself. Oh, well so done, buddy. Yeah. Thank well you. done. Thank Leaps you. and bounds. Um, Barbacoa. came round. Barbacoa, they make in the Central Valley of Mexico. They, they dig a pit. Oh, yes. They put wood in it. They marinate their lamb or their goat with uh, ancho chili soft sweet rounded deep earthy guajillo deep, deep reddish bricky color less flavor but great coloring uh you could put uh, this one i had pasilla de oaxaca or pasilla mije which is a smoky chili from oaxaca you can only get it in right. oaxaca they hardly make it grow any of it anymore uh it is it's kind of smoky and kind of petroleum tasting almost it's so incredible the flavor of that chili so you basically get all these dry chilies and you take out the seeds and you taste them in a dry frying pan, just gently, quickly, because otherwise you burn them. You just want to bring out the flavours. Then you cover them in boiling water, rehydrate them, and then you grind them with allspice, cinnamon stick, cumin seeds, clove, black pepper, you dry toast, onion, garlic, tomatoes, a bit of tortilla. You put it all in your blender. <laughs> You've got this really deep reddish paste, whole head of garlic. Oh, I did yeah. garlic, didn't I? And then you cook it. Then you marinate, you slather it over your shoulder uh-huh. for a couple the, of days. The mutton shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I did try it on my shoulders once, but it stained. I, that's why I cover my shoulders yeah. all the time. Utter length, you straight on them. <laughs> all over those shoulders. All over those shoulders. <laughs> and, then, and then I put it in the oven overnight because I was really worried about cooking for, for Yotam. Uh, and would it be good enough? So mm. I had to like, I had to really slow cook this this shoulder to make sure you liked it. Yeah, and then the next day I stirred it with more of the paste, added the chocolate, added, you know, a bottle of red wine, cooked it down, cooked it down until it became this kind of concentrated, like pasty, slow cooked shreds of mutton meat thing in my big cooking pot. And then we had wow. it with corn tortillas and fresh slaw, wedges of lime, uh, guacamole. Mm. That's what we had. That's one of my favourite sounds... food descriptions on the podcast yeah. ever. That sounds so good. Do you have sounds a pit? Delicious. Do you have a pit to cook it in? No, but I have got. I've just so my father's just built my kitchen. My father's just built all the staircases and windows and 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 kitchen in my new house. Wow, he's cool. Seventy eight, yeah. pretty good, no? Yeah. And um, and I get got these. Can I mention a brand name? Yeah. yeah. Gaggenhau ovens. I, I I I find it hard to control my eroticism <laughs> these ovens they are so amazing these ovens horny ovens they are so horny 
The way the door opens is so, so, so cool. Shout out to Gaggenhau. Actually, the gas hob is not, it's um, it's Fisher Poikel, which is also great. Shout out to them too. Yeah, no, they're also they great. They kids toys. <laughs> um, this door, you said it's real sexy how it opens. How does it open? It just, there's something about the kind of smooth click and then it just goes and it just glides open. Just, yeah, it does sound nice, actually. It's just. It's Who just, does the ovens on the Great British Bake Off, where you open uh, the oven and then you slide it inside? Memories. You know that they blow my mind. It's like a DeLorean yeah, or something. Fuck that. <laughs> open those ovens. Did and they, slide did them they ask you on? Did you click on that? Been on it. Been on it. The word disaster gets thrown around quite a lot. <laughs> Delightful. It went so badly, it became a meme. Mm. Mine are high too. You don't want to kneel down for an oven. No, I don't want to kneel down. Yeah, they're way too low. Yeah, you want it high up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So really, the kitchen is stacked against you on, on that show. No, James. You and had it. They, no they, were, they were nobbling you. They were nobbling me. They were nobbling you, mate. I wanted a pit and they wouldn't give me one. A pit? You wanted a pit and they wouldn't give you a pit? Shame I'd on love them. It. Uh, well, it'd be great if you went on Bake Off and you just dug, dug a pit in that tent. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just made your cake in that. <laughs> And I'm not using those ovens. I'm doing pit cooking. Might be wasting your time, your precious cooking time. Digging. Yeah, but it'd be a good episode though. Yeah, I'm gonna go back on it. <laughs> Rematch. I don't think you're welcome. Mm. How, did, how, how did the dinner party go? Did everyone lose their minds? It was really fun actually. I did feed the mescal, so that was yeah, good. Clever. Yeah, always do that. Ed loves that. Everyone loves you. Ed, yeah. You love that too. We had a brilliant night where we had far too much of that. Yeah, that was the last night that I loved it though. At, um, too we, much. We went to a a posh food testing thing in a test kitchen Santiago Lastra's uh, uh, Santiago uh, he's the, lovely and it was so good and we got absolutely hammered yeah with Professor Green <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did we got he hammered. likes Mexican mm. it was a great night it was a really good night it's a great night but his restaurant's opening soon I think yeah it is Cole yeah I can't wait I'm gonna go back I yeah. want those skate tacos again he's dude He's a deed. Sorry to plug another Mexican recipe. Apologies. Santiago is a deed. Yeah. We is. love him. Yeah. He's good. Also, though, you will, will destroy him. Is that right? <laughs> will I destroy him? Yes. Take him down. You're aiming to destroy him? Santiago, I'm coming for you. Yeah. If you're listening. Santiago came to my birthday party and drank so much tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Told on you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a part of the podcast is that we have chefs come on and snitch on other chefs <laughs> that's a good idea that sounds so delicious that mutton barbacoa yeah i want to try it it's essential that you pair it with really wispy shaved slaw like really finely sliced radish so you can see through them and carrot and a bit of red cabbage white cabbage so it looks pretty as well and then yeah. crunchy mexican food is a lot about contrast of texture i find you mm-hmm. know so you can have soft corn unctuous meat crispy slaw lovely salsa fiery heat so would the slaw be your dream side dish or is your dream side dish something else no No. that's the slaws on the taco james so what is the side dish okay so the side dish is really good okay okay so you get some spuds it's quite nice with new potatoes this dish so you um, boil them or steam them till they're tender and then you smash them a bit, which is quite fun. 
the mm-hmm. rolling pin or your hand or, or depending on or how something. angry you are yeah, yeah or jam yeah. jaw throw them against the wall yeah and if they stick they're cooked is that true yeah yeah <laughs> sounds good is that with all food uh i don't think a new potato <laughs> don't think new potato sticks <laughs> mm. you're wrong there they're never he's they're never fraud. ready he's a fraud um and then you mash it and then you you don't mash it you just smash it a bit so you just pl- you just you just squash it a bit yeah so you break the skin a you bit you lean on them a bit You're yeah like, if, if, and this then, is not a full mashing but i'm coming for you if you mess I'm it coming no. for you. yeah yeah so you'd lightly crush the new potato yeah then my favorite instrument in the kitchen you get your pest and mortar mm-hmm. it's oh, a big yeah. it's a big one it's none of these piddly small ones where you can't do anything because everything's flying out it's a really big sure. heavy one and in the in the bottom of it, you put you know three or four really fat cloves of garlic, not the supermarket kind, but you know the stuff you get from a proper food purveyor, like a market or something. Big fat cloves of garlic, smash them up with some sea salt, some peppercorns, loads of thyme. You can put rosemary in there too, or oregano or marjoram. But thyme is great because you can buy it in the supermarket and smash all that up. Then you put lots of olive oil on, like you know masses, hundred mils, five, six, seven eight tablespoons, mash it all up to this garlicky thyme, black pepper paste, and you smear it all over the potatoes. And then you put it in the oven, really hot oven, and then you roast them until they're all crispy, crunchy, golden, garlicky, delicious. Mm. How big is this pestle of mortar when you said about it? I, 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 I bath huge. in it sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, bubble bath. And the pestle, actually, which is the pestle, which is the mortar? Uh, Good question. The mortar goes. The mortar's the baseball bat. The one. Yeah. The baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the pestle's the bowl. The pestle is the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Pestle on its own is quite a funny word. Yeah. You never never hear it on its own. No one's just going, just get me a pestle. Yeah. I've got the mortar. I've bought my mortar. It sounds like one of those things you put up your bottom. Huh? What is one of those things you put up your bottom? What's that called? One of the things you put up your bum? What is that? What is that? Uh, well, there's loads of different things that yeah there's, i mean <laughs> you, you've spoken to enough medical professionals in your time you're talking about your, your, your ear doctor friend your dentist i'm sure you've spoken to some ass doctor who's got many Arse. many many stories about all the people that pessary. it's a pessary a pessary what's a, what's a pessary it's when it's when they put something up your bottom I Put thought that was a suppository. Bum. What's a suppository? Mm, that definitely is something that goes up your bum, uh, I think. Pure Bert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bert. But, yeah, I guess yeah. what... Stop huh? saying yeah. that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Although, what we've learned is you can... Anything can go up there. <laughs> Apart from your, your pestle, because it's too big, right? It's too big. You could fit a butt in the pestle. You fit a butt in the mortar. Butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> she's lost it. Yeah. Thomas has absolutely lost it for the yeah. listener. She said butt plug and she's, she's absolutely <laughs> losing it, laughing her head off. Absolutely losing it. I just can't stop laughing now. We'll we do, do well to get her back in this episode. Absolutely losing it now. Mate, I, I don't know if it the was the first a... episode. We don't even make it to the drink. Yeah, the guest said butt plug and then laugh. Can't right. stop laughing yeah. about it. Mainly because you, maybe because you're thinking of the the pestle as a bathtub, and so there'd be a plug in the bathtub, wouldn't there? <sighs> oh yeah, there would be a plug in the bathtub. Maybe that's plug a... in the bathtub. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Yeah. Just, yeah, okay, just put just, it together. Just wipe the tears away from your <laughs> your entire face. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. 
So that sounds. I mean, the sounds potato, delicious. The potatoes sound delicious. Even though we arrived, yeah, the butt plug. <laughs> yeah. that's not your side dish. No, the butt plug is not on the menu. Yeah, in any way. But the potatoes sound delicious. Stop saying that. <laughs> um, what does that potato dish have a name? Please don't say butt plug again. <laughs> uh, crispy garlicky spuds. Crispy garlicky spuds. Spud plug. <laughs> your drink now a lot of tequila going on in Oaxaca I had the tequila flight once mm. very nice I'm straight up margaritas uh I love tequila any which way I mean tequila is just the best drink ever so basically your agave plant sits there in the sunshine for 10 years sunbathing and then all that solar energy is like put inside a bottle I mean no wonder it makes you feel so good and oh. dance, dance. Don't you want to dance when you drink? Tequila is different from mezcal, by the way. Have you worked that out? That when oh, you drink mezcal, you don't have the same feeling. But when you drink yes. tequila, I mean, I know that my 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 more snobby Mexican aficionado friends think it's just mezcal, but there is something joyful about tequila. Mm-hmm. When I go to a music festival, I'm always armed with a bottle of tequila. Yeah, that is like dance magic. I'd say mezcal doesn't make me want to. I, I, you know, as much as I enjoyed drinking all that mezcal with you, Ed, I did feel pretty sad. Yeah, mezcal made me want to get an Uber home. Yeah. But it was delicious, though. It, was, it had coffee. It tasted Schmocky. like coffee. It did taste like coffee. It was yeah. very, very nice. Yeah, and I love whiskey. And mezcal and whiskey taste. They, they've got lots of comparisons. Mm-hmm. Smoky, peaty, delicious. But, yeah, I think I think tequila is, is, is a diamond drink. Tequila with chocolate is very good. So chocolate ice cream... Choc- homemade chocolate sauce. I, no, vanilla ice cream, homemade chocolate sauce with lots of tequila in it. That yes. is killer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds, sounds amazing. Sounds really good. Exactly what I'll, I'd like to drink. Is that a drink? No, that's not a drink. <laughs> well, tequila poured over anything, actually. Any pudding. Mm. You know, sorbet, um, you know, in a in a mousse, in a... In, yeah, I mean, tequila can pretty go with... You could do a, a, like a chocolate and vanilla milkshake with tequila in it. Would that work? Yeah, you could do that. But we're all agreed that if you pour tequila over anything, it makes it a drink. No, we've not said that makes it a drink. If it's in a glass. If it's and in a, a glass. Slice of apple pie in a glass and pour tequila over it as a drink. No, you've lost uh, your mind. What is your actual dream drink, Thomas Senior? Is it is it a tequila-based drink? Well, I was I was going with a salad riff here, thinking, is it going to be wine? Is it going to be whiskey? Is it going to... I love beer, too. I, I love a shandy. Really nice uh, ale from a pub with a bit of elderflower. And you're just doing and... what you did with the starter where you're naming all the drinks and then you're going to stop and look at us as if that's your choice. I remember a supply teacher once at my school uh, was t- teaching a lesson and whatever, we had to like write about our weekend or whatever. And she was like, uh, so, you know, for example, I would say, uh, if I'm talking about my weekend, me and my friends, we went to, oh, there's this lovely lake near my house, we went for a lovely walk around it, it's in the sunshine and we stopped at a pub and uh, we each, uh, we had a we had a shandy, and then a kid at and the back shandy. of the class went, "You're hard." <laughs> and I, really, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. <laughs> One of my favourite heckles at a teacher. We had a shandy. You're hard, miss. Now I enjoyed that um, that story for a number of reasons. Firstly, the story itself, and secondly, uh, when you said shandy, Tomasina very quietly whispering into the microphone, "Hand shandy." <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Didn't even hear that. I, I, that's slander. <laughs> we're, we're recording this. Since butt plug, you, you were was, coming absolutely yeah. <laughs> so blue. I was so engrossed in my own story, I didn't even hear the heckle. I was doing a story about a teacher getting heckled and getting heckled myself. Hand shandy. 
Are you suggesting my supply teacher told us all that they stopped at a pub and wanked each other off? <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting, uh, actually, Joe. Yuck. So what's tequila. your tequila? I think tequila. Can't <laughs> be tequila. With anything or just straight up tequila? I really like sipping tequila with beer. That's really good. So like you're sitting down, having your meal, and you've got really good beer, and then you're sipping your tequila alongside. We can get you that. We can get you a cold beer and a little tequila alongside. Sipping tequila. That's great. What do you think about this though? I've got a friend who does really big sips. It's me. I'm it, the friend. Big sips. That's his nickname. Big I do sips. big gulps. He does real big sips, and whenever we're out for a drink, he finishes drink way quicker. So sipping tequila would not last two seconds with him. That's where you have the beer. Yeah, but I'd do that in two or three, I think. Uh, Just such big sips. It's crazy. Are you asking me to help this man? <laughs> well, it's a psychological, you, you know. What do you think of it? Like, it looks the same as anyone else taking a normal sip. So it's not like he goes, and is really like going for it. He just goes, normal little sip. And then puts it down and half a glass is gone. And I'm like, how did you even do that? Like a pelican. Just draining it. Pelican. That's why I tend to burn out on a night out at around 10.30, though, I think. Yeah. Because I've had such big sips. Yeah, maybe you need to get sips. that, like, sparkling water alongside. Mm. Yeah, or maybe a sippy cup. <laughs> like oh, a yeah. kid's sippy cup. Not going not gonna to be good for your look. No. I don't know. I can make it part of my thing. I could start dressing as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> start dressing as a baby with his yeah. little sippy cup. Yeah. And then when anyone goes, why are you dressed as a baby? I was like, my sips were too big. What sort of beer are you having? Uh, I like a brown ale. A brown ale. Or, or a brown lager or, or, an, or a, a kind of light ale. I, I quite like the old fa- fashion, like John Smith mm-hmm. or, or London Pride or, or what I discovered when I was uh, feeding my baby. Because you're supposed to like drink Guinness. Feed your baby Guinness. brown ale? Brown ale to your little baba? <laughs> As a mother, as a, as a feeding mother, you're supposed to drink lots of Guinness. And then I discovered this thing called milk stout. Now that stuff is delicious. It's light stout, but it's got a bit of lactose in it. Gives uh-huh. it this kind of milky, slightly, not sweet, but just less bitter. It's bloody delicious. So would you like a milk stout and a sipping tequila? No, I'd like an amber. amber. I'd like, yeah. a, I'd like a brown lager, an amber. You only want the milk stout if you're breastfeeding, right? Uh, well, no, I actually still like it, even when I'm not anymore. It's okay. quite good. But maybe in the winter, not really with my sipping tequila, just separately, just as a like thing sometimes. So, like an amber ale. Yeah. And a sipping tequila. Yeah. Lovely. Here's a question for you. When does a sip become a gulp? You're obsessed. Listen, man, it's your... I'm trying to help you. Okay, let's try. Yeah, let's me. try. I'm fine. That was a gulp. Oh, so the gulp is when it goes a down. A gulp is the going down bit rather the than the size of is the in, amount of... And the gulp is... Yeah, <laughs> it's not about volume. See, look at this. I've got that much water left. Yep. It, That's like it, an, a, a centimetre. Is that how? Is that two sips for you? Yeah, or three. Really? Yeah, definitely three. That yeah. Good. There it goes. I, I don't even know how you did that. That was just it's magic. Like, it's like I've never CGI. Seen that That's like he, he needs help. That's just a normal. That's a normal sip. It's not a normal sip. You you, you didn't see it from the outside. It looked freakish. <laughs> Nothing normal about that. Yeah. How much it's water like you, did you, you drink a day? You disconnected your jaw like a python. <laughs> we arrive at the at the dessert, my favourite of all the courses, and I'm feeling pretty optimistic because you've mentioned uh, mince pies in great detail, and you've mentioned putting tequila over ice cream. Sounds like a good course we've got coming up here. I mean, it's just, this is quite a boring one. I didn't put much thought into the pudding, actually. <laughs> oh, no. 
Hmm. He's... <laughs> oh. Interesting. Interesting. Because quite often I just make these like um, chili spiced tequila infused chocolate truffles. And then we just hand those out at the end of a meal. And then I that thought... That sounds delicious though. So then I yeah. thought back to... Um, yeah, because I like cheese as well. I do like cheese. <laughs> I mean, you can In have, your face! I mean, you know... I mean, my husband, for instance, would like a Welsh rabbit for pudding. Well, your husband can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> your husband sounds like a good guy. I'm on board with that. But listen, pudding, I think classics are the best, right? So You can pick cheese if you want. Tommy, you know. Well, I, I think you have you to want get to join your husband in the eternal fires of Hades. <laughs> <laughs> I think basically any booze with pudding because it can't be too sweet. I think a mm-hmm. pudding's too sweet; it slightly ruins it. Yeah, that's fine. Booze offsets it and also makes you drunk. Just a happy, you know, coincidence. Creme brulee is pretty damn good. Yeah. Toasted caramelized sugar. Yes. It's good always. So yes. I like that, and then creamy underneath. You could put a bit of, you know. So turn in there, you could put, you know, you can put any kind of booze in that cream. I don't want to put stuff on my creme brulee. I want it pure, yeah. the purest. Or a tart. I mean, a tart is a wonderful thing. Yes. A crumbly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just made yourself laugh. The word tarts now, haven't you? <laughs> you laughed first. I didn't laugh. Yeah, you did, James. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you knew what was what coming. What are you yeah. insinuating? <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> a crumbly, buttery pastry that like melts in your mouth like is just so good so like a treacle tart or a kind of nutty almond pastry tart mm-hmm. with maybe some fruit on it baked so it's all caramelized and crispy and crunchy and a bit um yeah a, a bit uh what's the word Qu- not crunchy chewy slightly chewy when it's mm-hmm. gone kind of caramelized that is good with lots of double cream poured over yes so which <sighs> maybe i have the tart Maybe I think you tart. convince yourself of of the tart there. Yeah. You've what got, kind of tart is this? Uh, it is a frangipan. Yes. It's a fruit frangipan mm-hmm. tart with some booze poured over vanilla ice cream. Double cream. Maybe it's a treacle tart. Do you like a treacle tart? <laughs> or the creme brulee? No, the creme brulee is out of the running now. Creme brulee is out. It's going to be... It's going to be... Treacle tart? Treacle tart with cold pouring cream. Yeah. Sounds nice. Not too sweet. Pretty sweet, sweet, though. Lots of fresh lime, bit of treacle, lots of golden syrup, old breadcrumbs, using them up, and that cold pouring cream. Nice. Delicious. Old breadcrumbs. That's Ed's nickname? Yeah. Old breadcrumbs, big sips. Read your menu back to you now. Sparkling water. Bread rubbed in garlic, chard. Starter, cheese souffle. Olive oil. With olive oil on the bread, absolutely. Starter, cheese souffle with the butterfly salad. Or Castel Franco. Olive oil. Olive oil on the starter as well. Main course, mutton barbacoa <laughs> with shaved slaw. Side dish of crispy garlicky spuds. Drink, amber ale with a sip of tequila on the side. And dessert, a treacle tart with cold pouring cream. Delicious. I would most like that mutton. I want to try that so bad. And I want to try the spuds actually, but you gave the recipe on that, so maybe... I think people should try and make that at home. Definitely. So easy. Got the full so recipe good. there. But there by like the way, they shrink. The potatoes shrink. You always have to make double what you expect to eat. And they still always go. Thank you very much for coming into the Dream Restaurant, Thomasina Myers. Thank you for having me. Thank you me. so much. There we have it. Oh, oh she said nacho fry. No, she didn't, James.
Hmm? She didn't say nacho fries. She... Then who did I just kick out the restaurant? Well, you 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 kicked her out the restaurant, but she was leaving anyway, so oh. it didn't make sense. Oh, I was very rude to her. You shouldn't kick the guests in the in the bum when they leave. That's what what I do every time. Customary in the genie world. Uh, an amazing menu, wonderfully described. Gotta say, delicious mutton barbacoa probably goes up there with one of my favourite dishes we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah, I loved that description. Also, a lot of detailed descriptions not just like you know what the food's made of and you know the ingredients but how to make it yeah so listeners come on get involved we want to see you making those potatoes send us some pictures if you make the potatoes listen to the podcast she tells you exactly how to do it make the potatoes send us a picky go back listen to the marcus samuelson episode Listen to how we make gnocchi. Yeah. Make it. Send us a picture. Listen to how Susie's grandmother makes the lemon drizzle cake. Make that. Tweet them all at Benito. Listen to how Joel Domit makes a fizzy strawberry protein shake. Make it. Yes. Throw it in the bin. Don't send us a picture. And make sure when you tweet any pictures, you say, Dear Benagorgon, I have made I have made the dish. Please don't kill me. Please don't don't <laughs> eat me in the upside down Benagorgon. So don't forget to message the Benagorgon on at off menu official and at off menu official Instagram and Twitter respectively or the other way around uh, and pop yourself onto our website offmenupodcast.co.uk. Uh, Thomasina, a wonderful guest, obviously go to Oaxaca if you've not been. Yeah. What are you doing with yourselves? Yeah. Check it out. You got to go. You got to go. They've got a, a cookbook uh, all about how to cook Mexican food at home. Get that as well. Remember, cook some dishes from that. Take a picture, send it to the better Gorgon. As an offer, Eddie. As an offer, please, better Gorgon, don't kill me. Yes. So thank you very much for listening to the Off Menu Podcast. We will see you again sometime soon. Goodbye. Bye. wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.